Kevin. Yusong. Welcome back to Maybe Don't, a podcast where we ask our guests one thing they would tell their past selves to maybe don't, one thing they would tell others to keep maybe do-ing. I'm one of your hosts, Yusong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'm one of the other hosts, Kevin. Um, Guest, what would you say that you're maybe doing? <laughs> <laughs> what am I maybe doing right now? Mmm, there's so many things to choose from. <laughs> before before we uh, waste even more of our guest's time, Kevin, do you have any uh, opening monologue jokes for this episode? I do. Okay. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> what do you call... You the... have a notepad. You yeah, I wrote this one notepad. down. Okay, wow. all right. <laughs> Lockdown's bringing out 17th century, Kev. Hell wow. yeah. What do you call the porn parody... Of an Anne Hathaway, Meryl Streep, 2006 hit when (laughs) the wardrobe budget is rather low. Eat, pray, fuck. No, I got this. I got this. Go ahead, Kev. The devil wears nothing. (laughs) The devil wears nada. Nada, damn it. Uh. (laughs) Oh. That was. I'll give you a half point for that. That was really Thank good. you. Okay, right. Yusa. Um, uh, Kevin, why was the teenager so angsty in the bakery? Because they were a catcher in the rye. <laughs> oh, I love all and, your your author ones. I, I know. And here's the thing: I'm not proud of that one. Keep in mind, I'm not proud of any of them. However, this one felt like it didn't come from the heart. You know, you know what I mean. Like it just it did, it didn't have the same pizzazz yeah. as some of the other opening monologue jokes of that. So, uh, my my favorite ones of yours are like it's a vague author, and what I need to do is immediately know all the books because it's like what did Hemingway what did Hemingway do when he rolled over. And I'm like rolled over, and really I just uh, need to think about. What did he books. roll over? Some hills like wild elephants. Hey, oh, let me see. Okay, like what if, what if, uh, uh, what did the um, <laughs> the female author, famous for capturing California life, uh, say oh, as a shit. sassy retort uh, when? Oh no, you Joan Didion. That's what it was. <laughs> That's what it was. Oh my God, this is amazing. Uh, let's introduce let's, our guest you song please please all oh, the he's a podcast star twitter star producer star you know him from good christian fun inside voices gilmore guys ellen dragger it's kevin <laughs> oh t <God>. porter <laughs> i'm glad that's on the masthead in equal measure as creative projects <laughs> my favorite kevin, quarantine thanks so much for doing this that's show. my Ooh. king lear uh, you know at the end of the day it's been you know rising the army up on twitter.com against the meanest person in life oh man for those of you who don't know kevin did this uh had this genius move of if people shared a bad ellen story you you donated what was it i said i would donate two dollars to charity for every story about ellen being mean or nasty to someone that someone (laughs) that people shared and and let's just say kevin had a lot of donations i did i had and i truly i to be honest like i if i'm being frank I made the donations on day two because I did not want to go broke because <laughs> it kept going after day two. The stories kept coming in. Yeah. But I only have so much money. Uh, oh, it's my God. so amazing. I mean, that's incredible. Um, 
Go ahead. Um, just some light small talk. How has your faith changed? <laughs> because, I mean, you 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 host a podcast called Good Christian Fun uh, with Caroline that, that Kevin and I have, have guested on. Um, I, if because I am a uh, um, an insensitive voyeur, I guess is the best way to say I it. Love it. How, how has has uh, have you? How how has that impacted uh, religion in the capital R sense? Well, great question. Ooh, well, the religion in the capital R sense is uh, mm-hmm. is significantly impacted because uh, just because like one of the primary tenets or, or rituals of it is the gathering every Sunday, yeah, or the gathering mm-hmm. every like for Bible study. So in that sense, like everyone's impacted with that, and it was very. It was such a bummer to me to see uh, like civil disobedience of churches in Florida gathering like, we don't care. We're <laughs> so on church in Florida. And the pastor did get arrested and it was awesome <laughs> where they like, <laughs> they did gather. They're like, we got machines to like blow germs off you. So you're actually safer here. <laughs> like truly just the most insane stuff. But even for me personally, like not going to church on Sunday and seeing those particular mm-hmm. people has been very sad and and you know we've done like you know live stream stuff and <laughs> i will yeah. say for my church in particular there is a thing that ju- the flow of service and everyone's is different but uh something that's common at a lot of churches is, is they say something like say hi to someone you don't know around you or, or turn to your neighbor in our church yeah. <laughs> our church has never done that uh thankfully because uh-huh. that's that's historically been my least favorite part of it cuz it's awful but they will yeah. do the thing of like Here's a question we're going to put up on the screen, like an icebreaker thing. And this is like an introvert's nightmare, obviously. But they're like, here's a yeah. question on the screen. Uh, find two or three people around you and talk about this question. So you have like a little discussion group around you. And right. and usually it's pretty good. Like I've made significant uh-huh. friendships that way from that infrastructure. Fuck, Mary kill. Yeah. Father, son, Holy Ghost. No, Holy Spirit. That's that's usually how it happens. But I truly have made like great friends from that. So like I believe in that as a process. But the thing is, Mm -hmm. in Zoom church, the way that translates is they say, all right, we're going to break up in discussion groups. And there's a link you click and you just get randomly sorted into Zoom discussion groups. And like... I fully under the and understand the attention, uh, the intention of it, and I affirm it. Mm-hmm. But it is nightmarish. So what I usually yeah. do is just end up texting a friend of mine who's also on the live stream. But that's yeah. just mm-hmm. that's just about the capital R religion stuff. As far as like actual faith stuff goes, I think I have abdicated myself of a worldview in which. Mm-hmm. God's in control and he's going to do good things and then bad things to some people. And things are like tipping the Mm. scales or he's enacting these things for his like ultimate will and purposes. I think I I see God more as someone who's alongside all of the chaos of reality rather than like Mm. the designer of it or the one foremost in responsibility and control of it because I have to and not lose Mm. my mind. Uh, (laughs) so the idea of God alongside all this stuff right now squares with me fine in the same way that like, uh, and especially for all of us having these conversations now where it's like, this sucks, this sucks, this sucks. I'm depressed. I'm anxious, blah, blah, blah. My job, this sucks. Your friend isn't like, well, what about this? And then fixes it for you. (laughs) 
It's like mm-hmm. right, usually your right, friend right. says, "That really sucks." I'm and I'm so sorry. I can't I can't help you with that, but mm-hmm. I can sit here with you and I can be alongside you with that. So I think that's the most helpful perspective of God I have now. Yeah. Thank, uh, 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 thank you for answering my extremely inappropriate question for a comedy podcast. You're welcome. That's very, that's, no, that's uh, very enlightening. <laughs> it is It is very enlightening. Really quick, my experience with the, like, uh, talk to someone next to you, uh, grow, growing up having to do that, uh, I remember vividly panicking as I, like, turned to my right and to, like, a 50-year-old man, like, he goes, like, hi, how are you? Or, no, no, he didn't say, how are you? It was one of those, like, what's up and then you go like good or i like <laughs> panic w- looked over at someone and he went hello and i went okay <laughs> hello okay i love that hello okay mm-hmm. oh my god um i don't i don't have any i i i i i don't have any because my family didn't go to church um uh, awkwardly meeting people i do remember like the first night of college where, where we all find God, <laughs> the first night of college where, where orientation we to, to heaven. Hey, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh. Where we, we had to introduce ourselves. <laughs> and I remember like, well, if I base my identity around NBC's community, surely I'll have lasting. I'll, I'll make some lasting friendships. Surely nope, from community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so that's my, that's my hello. Okay. It's, it's much more, um, um, soulless and, 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 and media driven. Um, Kevin, should we get into it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Welcome okay. to Maybe Don't. Maybe Don't with, with Kevin. Kevin. And you song. Um, Kevin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> it is confusing because we have two Kevins here. We do. Um, well, this has never happened on the I'm podcast, fish, right? Yeah, I've never been outnumbered like this. Um, <laughs> um, Kevin T. Porter, if you could tell your past self one thing to maybe don't, what would it be? Um. Ooh, this. What a nice question because I feel like I feel like everyone's inclination with this is to be like, I was such a moron. I was stupid, and I did all these things. Mm. I wish I didn't do. And it's like, yeah. But for the most part, I think I would like, even in the recent past, or like usually when people answer this question on the show, is it like their kid self? Is it like them as a kid or like a child, like a like a preteen or a teenager? There's a chunk of that. Um, I think there's a, a lot of like high school reflection and then a few like recent discovery. And then there's the one or two like overall don't do this thing ever. Yeah, the good guests usually answer one way, and the bad guests usually answer the oh, other. Oh, interesting. Way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, that that that. <laughs> and you, Song, and I know what it is, but we won't. Say. No, and you, it would be inauthentic if you told me. I understand. All right. I think I would say, well, for me in particular, um, my family is also like my parents are still married to to each other, and the, and they love each other. And mm-hmm. and there's a lot of conflict in our family, like literally every family, but we all still pretty much like and love each other. So it was like looking back on it, it was actually a very small window of time that we all lived together. Because mm-hmm. my dad, even even growing up, uh, there's I have two older siblings, and then I'm the youngest of those three. <clears throat> but in, my dad moved to New Jersey in 2004, and we remained in Texas as a family. So he worked in New Jersey from 2004 to 2013, 
while we Whoa. lived and, and pretty much kind of did like a commute thing. He would like come back and use sick days and vacation days and my mom would fly up there. But like it was essentially my mom hated mm -hmm. New Jersey, so she <laughs> didn't want to move us there. Mm -hmm. And so I think looking back, one thing I would say is like, don't, and it's just so hard when you're a kid, but it's like that window of time was so small before we all had like, you know, before I moved out to California or all my siblings had spouses and children, like if you cannot take take that for granted, uh, don't take advantage of that time and and try to savor that time. And I do wish, I know like with our generation, we're like, oh, I'm so glad I didn't grow up with smartphones or my mind would have been so fried with smartphones and blah, 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 blah. But part mm -hmm. of me is a little sad that I didn't have something to capture memories as of, as pervasively as something like a smartphone or like take video all yeah. the time. I have something in my pocket where it's like, oh, like, oh, here's a selfie from like my sister's 17th birthday or something like that. Like, I, I'm mm -hmm. sad because now when we are together, I'm just taking pictures and video all the time. So I can like hoard yeah. those memories, but I'm I'm sad I didn't have that in in middle school and high school, and I even did have video cameras and stuff like big like mini DV tape camcorders. I would like try to capture stuff on, but yeah, I, I guess one thing I would say is maybe don't take family time for granted. Is there is there a particularly positive or even a negative moment? Uh, whether it's, I'll just say really quickly, I'm Chinese. And um, uh, uh, I knew spoilers. it. <laughs> and, and, and episode I, I forty is to, the big reveal. <laughs> I, I remember going to a friend's house, and, I, and they were American, and I had the first experience of like licking. Um, oh god, the cookie batter from the spoon. Mm -hmm. And then I, I like did it. I was like, I, I went home, told my mom, I was so fucking excited. And she's like, so fucking what? And she just like licked the spoon of like something she was working on, and then continued to like put the spoon back and i was like no mom absolutely not is this what and you so, wanted <laughs> yeah yeah and she was just it, it was like my mom and I, I you know in retrospect i might be being shitty about it i, I might have been like how come we never you know like the americans do lick spoons or anything and my mom was like fuck you i can lick a spoon watch this I, the whole point is kevin was there anything particularly positive or negative that you did um like a moment that uh, you look back on fondly as as a relic of this time. I I look back on specifically the Christmas break of two thousand nine as one of Whoa. like yeah I can I can <laughs> narrow it down to amazing. It was the last time that our family was together and none of us were married. Like none of the kids were married. I think mm -hmm. yeah. So it was like one of those last things where we were still kind of behaving like like it was you know it was just like the last summer before school starts in, in that sense but like mm -hmm. spiritually for our lives so i remember right. like uh, i helped my brother set up his engagement uh to his now wife oh. and like wow. stringing lights in a gazebo for him and doing all this stuff and doing like a project and activity and like blistering cold oklahoma in the middle of december oh my god and then driving around with my parents and my sister and having conversations where we would just like crack up and and make each other laugh and this too like like some of these memories and this this is when it starts because in 2009 i did have an iphone so 
I did. <laughs> this is all just one big ad. This is yeah, where memory begins. Yeah, if this ends with shot on iPhone, I swear to God. You know what? This podcast was brought to you. We're all recording on our iPhones right now. Every podcast you've heard during quarantine is brought to you by an iPhone because we had to text on the iPhone to coordinate it. But I remember, yeah. like sometimes, this is maybe a sociopathic confession, but sometimes with my family, I would pull out my iPhone and hit voice memos and then put it back in my pocket and just like record little conversations that we have. Not sociopathic. Every podcaster understands. It's all about that content, baby. <laughs> well, it feels like that because I still have those like, I still have those audio files from 2009 and I can listen to yeah. that. And it's so... I, I love non-consensual audio. <laughs> no, well, It truly well, is. Here's the thing. <laughs> I, I've also done that with my family in China. I just like left a left a recorder because I wanted to remember yeah. specifically the audio, and I didn't. And video would be obvious, so I totally understand this mm -hmm. impulse. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad this doesn't sound so bad. <laughs> I'm glad this yeah. isn't yeah, understandable. I, I think um, a lot of it for me. Well, I'm in an interesting place right now because I, I've seen it now with um, like with my girlfriend's family and with like uh, friends' family. Where, I mean, I'm obviously kind of past, like we all are, we're out of that stage where we're having, we're still having all these memorable family experiences, like the childhood mem uh, family experiences, because I think a lot of that also ends around 18 or 19 or right when you graduate and you're moving or you're leaving. And what's interesting is seeing another family kind of go through that ending stage and seeing like mm. how other people oh, are yeah. going through that uh -huh. because i remember when i graduated college and was moving to california there definitely was a you know okay we need to enjoy every day because this is kind of like the last moment as a family and i was like that's bullshit i'll see you guys all the time which <laughs> is not true um it is unfortunate it's like a thing that you don't realize until after it's passed of like oh shit that was it you know. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that's why uh Yusong, what are you doing over there? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm like I'm just like bouncing my leg and it might look really suspicious because I'm just fidgeting, but it, it kind of yeah. looks like I'm You do have off. one arm moving very fast. <laughs> it really it does look like, like I'm I mean, off. I get it. I mean, we all miss our families, but <laughs> Yeah, I mean, would it make you comfortable if we started doing that as well? Um <laughs> I mean, look, yo, oh, okay, I'm the villain for getting all hot and heavy when we're talking about togetherness. I'm the weird one. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I'll stop. I didn't realize what it was looking like. I'll, I'll stop fidgeting. Um, my gen my my general thing with that, and I think this has shaped so much of my life since then. Is like, I don't feel like I'm a hoarder of anything like physical in life. I used to collect like a bunch of DVDs when I was in high school and college. I'm like, these things will be good forever. This like big resolution and 480p. I can't imagine anything better. But, but other than that, I've never collected anything tangible or physical, but I do feel like I, I am a hoarder of memories. And so I think for the last 10 or so years, probably uh, honestly, probably like the last eight or nine years, it's been very important to me to, document everything take pictures and video of everything yeah. going on in my life to the just because like and to make this less specific about family you just don't know what it is that you're capturing and those sort of things pictures mm -hmm. and video are 
the most valuable thing I think you can own. Like it's the most valuable thing as a person that you have is like your camera roll on your iPhone because it's intellectual mm-hmm. property. Only you made it. No other copy of it exists in the world. I mean, maybe it's in the cloud or whatever. And it's something that accrues in value it like as as time goes on and as the years go on like pictures and video get like much sweeter to look at five years on rather than it is two weeks mm-hmm. after so even like i did the thing that a lot of people do uh, a couple years i think it was 2014 i did a second a day every day like you know those videos people post. oh yeah mm-hmm. so yeah. It, it, and it like really in 2014 was kind of a down year for me too uh, for much of it. And then by the end of it, I'd started, I started the, my first podcast I did. And it was really like, again, it was one of those things where I didn't know what I was recording when I was recording it. But now looking back on 2014, I have such lovely memories of it. And 2014 was tough and there was bad things in it. And there's a lot of pain in it. And some of the video, when I look back on it, reminds me of the pain, but I'm really grateful for Mm. all of it. And in a similar way, Mm. I'd kind of, I'd always wanted to do another second a day video ever since that year. And then I started doing it in 2015, I gave it up. And I started doing it in 2018 and then I gave it up. And then Mm -hmm. I started doing it in 2020 and I was consistent the whole time. (laughs) And it was great. I even got a new camera that shot really nice 4K. I got a new Tamron lens. Cool. A 22 to 85 Mm -hmm. millimeter, it was gorgeous. And the video was coming along so well. And then all the videos started to get a little more boring. They kind of started to get like, "Mm, just me on a neighborhood walk, me at home alone, (laughs) me on a neighborhood walk, me seeing a flower on a walk. (laughs) But it is still one of those things, I've still tried to keep it up, even during this time, Mm -hmm. that like I wanna capture. And like, yeah. see, and I even I don't even know if like the emotion is going to come through of like, here's a slow-mo shot of a flower from the middle of, of April when I couldn't see my friends or family. But I, it's still important to me that I do capture it. And I'm really happy that, it, that I did get those first three months or the first mm-hmm. like 2.2 months of the year mm-hmm. captured because mm-hmm. now I just have those memories of it. And it kind of gives me a tangible thing in a memory of like why it's important to keep being vigilant with all this stuff and like what's at stake and our responsibility to one another, especially to you guys. Cause I was taking a lot of video in New York at the beginning of March. Oh, <laughs> I left the East coast on March 9th, came back to LA and, but I took, I yeah. took a lot of video in Washington DC and Philly and New York. And it's like, man, that's going to be the last time I take video at all those places for a very long time. And yeah. I'm so mm-hmm. grateful for that. So I don't think, Anyone, especially with the way your phone works, you don't have to be a DP. Like, I don't think anyone would regret taking a lot of video of their lives. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, uh, imagine looking at that 20 years from now, like, oh, yeah, this was in a global pandemic Mm -hmm. and I Mm -hmm. documented it. It's so, so interesting. Yeah. And it's interesting to hear you say that videos um, increase in value as time goes on. I guess they're the opposite of a Tesla stock. Oh, (laughs) come on now. All right. Oh, yeah. Who, who am I? Uh, Jim Cramer from Mad take Money? A, why is he so take a mad? seat, Elon. So mad. Um, All that money. Where's he got to be mad? Where's the, epi- where's the episode where he's like, hey, guys, I got to be honest. I'm feeling great. <laughs> <laughs> or even like, it's okay to cry, Josh Gatzow. Let's do some sad uh, money. It's okay to yes. have sad money. I got this um, money, but I don't like it. <laughs> 
uh no it is it is uh as someone who doesn't take a lot of photos it is super heartwarming to hear you say that because um for me i think i'm i'm so scared of uh of of being hurt that even admitting like hey i want to take a photo of this moment is like it's like a step of vulnerability for me like because i never want to admit that i'm uh, interested in remembering anything it's part of my cool guy apathy um yeah yeah, but... yeah. you're not as a bad boy who never takes a photo for <laughs> shit right Exactly. Yeah. And look, the comedy community talks. I get it. Um, but I, I, I but hearing you but hearing you speak so earnestly about that makes me genuinely want to take more photos in the future. I, I had a quick thing before we left the family yeah. thing as someone who, you know, um, uh, isn't uh, by no means has a bad connection with their parents, but isn't as close, I think, relatively. And I think a lot of listeners might be in the same position. Do you have a good question that you'd like to ask your family to get to know them more? Like in your oh, adult really life good. you know um mm-hmm. well i mean i'm i'm going to be honest about like this particular time right now it's been really tough with yeah. with quarantine in particular just because it's gotten to a place where like a majority of my family is either on the wrong side of things politically or on the wrong side mm-hmm. of things conspiracy theory wise or like 5g mm-hmm. tower sure. vaccine wise so it's been really sure. tough to connect during this time, actually. And weirdly, like mm-hmm. one of the family members I feel like I've connected with the least in the last couple of years, I now connect to the most because of this, because they're the only ones that like still kind of live in reality with me in this way. Yeah. yeah. Where it's like, yeah, this yeah. is what's going on, right? Yeah. And it's not even like we agree on everything, but just like we live in reality together, right? And he's like, yeah. yeah. Um, but generally, like, as uh, I think the thing that that's helpful for me with like family conversation stuff is not thinking about conversations as all or nothing propositions like having consistency mm. in either like facetime or phone calls or texting but not feeling a burden of well this should probably be an hour long if i'm going to call my mom right and like really mm-hmm. break it down and like how's your heart and what's <laughs> dad like you know like <laughs> like all that stuff you can just have like a mm-hmm. 7 minute phoner and phoner yeah a little phoner with mommy wait what mm-hmm. <laughs> and this yeah, is actually something before. that was like really built into our family culture in a you know and my parents made a lot of mistakes but but one one of the things that i felt like was very nice that they gave us was they were never um overbearing with the way that they put themselves in our lives in our adult life like pretty much starting with college they said we're not going to mm-hmm. bug you and check in all the time we're not going to pester you on the phone if you want to call us we're always available 100 percent of the time and we always want to talk with mm. you but we're not going to initiate so you can have like kind of the power in that situation and you don't feel crushed by it so the result mm-hmm. of which is like it pretty much worked where like we did want to talk to them and we didn't feel crushed by that stuff so mm-hmm. as far as like specific kind of diagnostic questions or, or ways to get into it, I think my, well, with my mom in particular, I think the more generous I am about my life and then trying to reflect it to like uh, different stages in her life that might have been similar. Like, here's what it's like for me now. Was it like that for you? Like even just, even just relatability and, and really trying to focus on the friendship of of parents or siblings has been really helpful for me. So it's not just like, mm. here's our dynamic since we were two, but almost, and, and especially with some members of my family, almost looking at, at it like trying to make a new friend or convert a family member into a friend as like a, mm-hmm. as totally. like a, a sustainable way, 
moving forward, and especially as everyone's just going to keep getting older too. Yeah. Um, hey mom, um, I had to record a bunch of podcasts today. I'm so tired. Maybe this was like the time when you were in China and you were working in the ICU for 12 hour shifts because you were also pretty yeah. busy. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop <laughs> licking the spoon, mom. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I don't mean to undercut that with something so um, insincere. No, that, that, yeah, I think that is, I, 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 I totally um, empathize with the, hey, you can call us whenever you want. We're always here to talk to you because that yeah. makes me want to talk to my parents way more than talk to us now. Why aren't you answering my mm-hmm. things? And, and as a result, I do call my parents pretty consistently. Um, mm-hmm. Kevin, the host. How how is your experience with this? Um, it's it's pretty similar. I feel like connecting with family members or friends have often happened like two ways. One one of what Kevin was saying of like opening up about my own day to day life or like an issue specifically has brought out a story from them that I didn't know about. And then that becomes a really interesting conversation. Um, I mean, I, I had that with one of my closest friends, Chris, like this year where I just talked to him about uh, depression and he was like, I, I had no idea. And then was talking about, you know, his own mental health. And it was like probably one of the most memorable conversations we had. And it just started because he was like, what else have you been doing in LA? And I was like, I just, I started seeing a therapist recently. And then it just kind of became a, a very memorable, a very therapeutic conversation in and of itself. Um, and then the, the inverse of that is, uh, I guess it's the same answer, two different ways of like opening up my, like myself and then asking, like I had a great conversation with my sister last weekend and a lot of it was me asking like about specifics with her job because I like she works in like a uh, study abroad program for like universities. And obviously the pandemic has like drastically affected that. And then so I have like a vague understanding of what she does, but then really getting into the details, I felt like I had a closer connection with her, even though it was just like hashing out details basically of like a very specific Mm -hmm. thing but i felt closer because i understood more of the day-to-day stuff and i think i'd benefit from doing that with like a few other people as well as i say this out loud of like you know of like oh what is this person doing i'm like uh this kind of thing and they're like Shouldn't you know? Oh, dude, what your dad? I, I relate to that so much. I feel like I know <laughs> the specifics of people, like even the most important people in my life. I feel like I know so few specifics about what their job actually is. Like, gun to yeah. my head, there's so many like close friends of mine. I could not tell you what they do for a living. <laughs> well, and the the sad thing about that is, it feels like you are too far into your relationship with this person, whether it be a family member, friend, anyone, um, to just point blank go, I still don't understand what you do, dad. (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? Um, Well, okay. um, So one of the things I've started doing, especially like there was a friend of mine that I started reconnecting with last year. We had like hung out a couple of times, maybe even just once, like four or five years prior. And then we started reconnecting again. And that was like a nice thing because it was like, 
oh, well, what your job is, especially because your job was new, like I, I get a second chance at like being able to get to know you. So I literally wrote down a description of her job that she told me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I tried to, That's although right. to be fair, it was, it was very, uh, convoluted I, I i wonder if if you guys would be able to she works for a nonprofit uh about it oh that's for cool. food science and it's the center for science and the public interest and her job is evaluating the role of endocrine disrupting food chemicals directly or indirectly <laughs> added to our food and the effect on obesity wow i wrote it down so now if someone says wow. oh what she do i'd be like well uh, you know um, as someone who does that for um, like r- romantic partners, do you do you do you guys do that? Do you guys have a creepy like if seen in the wrong context? This is like a creepy like. No, I don't think that's d- creepy though, because I think you know uh-huh. like I agree. People, everyone has different. Everyone's memories are built so differently, and some people. Mm. I have friends of mine that can say. Last Thursday, you were wearing this and you said this at 2.14 p.m. Like, and then I have friends that are like, I don't know what I did last night <laughs> ever. <Yeah>. So <laughs> as far as like whatever you need to do to communicate care to the person and so much of care, so much of care in all friendships and relationships is you said this, I remembered it, and now I'm reacting to it. It almost as like as anticipating a need. So whatever systems you mm-hmm. need to put in place for that, I don't think that's ever creepy to like... Like a list of things, like a cataloging, like if Kevin was to do that with his girlfriend, in terms of like, mm-hmm. <laughs> even like, here's what she's allergic to. That's great. I'm sure Leo would not mind. I I hate to do this to you, Kevin, the host. I, I'm going to ask you a question, but please don't answer yet. Okay. And we can edit this out. <laughs> I, I swear to God, we can edit this out. Okay. <laughs> it's going to sound cruel. It's going to sound really cruel. Kevin, what color are Leah's eyes? Before you respond, before you respond to that question, mm-hmm. the reason that I'm asking you this is because I got gotcha journalism once by someone I was seeing in high school. And we'd been seeing each other for a few months and they did that flirty thing, just gentle, the most gentle, playful, like covering their eyes. We're in high school. What color are my eyes? And I got it wrong. I got it wrong. And I cannot, like, I'm still a tiny bit embarrassed about that. Yeah. So, so Kevin, we don't have to. We don't, sure. Uh, got- I'll be right back. I'll be right back. <laughs> now, they're a, a greenish blue. They're a kind of a combo. Uh, and I could be completely wrong. Kevin starts uh, um, speaking in rhyming couplets. They're greenish blue. It's a certain kind of heavenly hue. Hue. <laughs> um, no, but you song to your point, uh, and I and I brought I brought this up uh, last night. So this will probably be like the fourth time Leah's heard this story to the point where she might th- be a little concerned. Wait, about did she it. listen to the but, show? Unfortunately. Oh, 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 <laughs> no, I'm just Kevin, kidding. She, no. She's. A good fan, a good supporter. <laughs> but I went on a date two years ago with someone that I met at a bar and we hit it off. And I was like, I'm going to head out. Do you want to like grab lunch sometime? And she's like, yes, I'm free tomorrow. So we got Ooh. lunch the next day and she remembered absolutely nothing about any part of our conversation. <laughs> and I was so mad and she really would have benefited from said list <laughs> did you walk um, not, out not, not and, that i think i was dropping any sort of knowledge bombs by any means but like literally like beat by beat 
the exact conversation we had 12 hours earlier <laughs> happened again over oh an hour That's lunch. frustrating. Well, was there substance involved? Was that why she didn't remember? Mm, um, probably not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know. Uh, but no, it felt like a... A, a nightmarish deja vu of like how are, how is every single moment of this conversation lost? Um, so yeah, I think that I don't think that that's creepy. I think that's it's probably sweet because it's saying like that you care about the person. If it was creepy things that weren't part of the conversation, like <laughs> she seems like she would have three sisters. It's like, <laughs> why? What is that? Her mean? bedroom life always goes off between eleven thirty and one a.m. <laughs> <laughs> Before be you, mosey, Kevin. Yes, one second. Let's 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 do a test. Okay. Hey, Leah, can you come here for a second? Yay! Oh God! Oh no! God, she said, "I'll talk to you later, Mom and Dad. I love you." Oh Kevin. no! We're ruining lives out here, Kevin. <laughs> we're ruining lives. You song quizzed me. Um, here's Kevin Hi, Leah. and you. Hi, and you song. Hi, Leah. Sorry. You song. Said, I'm sorry. What color are Leah's eyes? And I said a greenish bluish combo. Is that wrong? Please say it into the mic. That is absolutely incorrect. Oh <laughs> no! My eyes are brown. I was brown was my second choice. <laughs> well, we didn't have runners up, Kevin. Oh my lord! Well, thanks, oh, you song. No! Wow. Oh no! Hey, can we just do a quick moment of silence for an edit point, real quick? Can, we just, can we just? No, this all goes in. <laughs> this all goes in. Wait, I mean, Kevin. For for what it's worth, I think we're the same person because I also said I said blue, and the correct answer was brown. I still fucking remember. That's how much that memory yeah. is ingrained into my mind. My first yeah. thought was bluish green. My second thought was, I think that's my eyes. I think hers are brown. <laughs> that's my eyes. And then, <laughs> you ever try to remember your girl's eyes, and it's actually <laughs> your eyes? Wow. Uh, and then no, I went. So no, sorry. it's probably I, I, mine. I I we can edit. I just I, heard I, her I, say in the hallway, "This is unbelievable." <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! Uh, oh, I feel so oh, okay. Let's get out of here. Let's mosey. Let's mosey. Let's mosey. Let's mosey. Okay. Wow! Welcome, Welcome to, to maybe do with with Kevin. Kevin T. Porter. Kevin, what is something you would tell your younger self and the listeners? Maybe do. Oh. Oh, I thought that was the pictures and video, but we can do another one. Oh. I mean, that's going to be my big one. And 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 that's also mm-hmm. a family culture thing. Because yeah. even when I was, like when I first went to college, my mom was always like, take lots of pictures. Like she was always big on like mm-hmm. capturing memories and photos and things like that. Um and, do you want to do a maybe don't then? No, I'll do I'll do, do another I'll do another maybe do. And and I'll and I'll make this okay. like um specific to uh it it it's it's especially pertinent given uh quarantine times but yeah it's good for all seasons is don't wait to have a reason to text your friends mm. that's great i think sending arbitrary texts or even like real like what seems like insubstantial things like sharing a meme or something like that is very valuable in terms of like friendship maintenance and communicating care I don't. I don't know if I'm peeling back the curtain too much, but it seems that you and Caroline, as co-hosts, send each other photos of hentai of characters from the Sonic the Hedgehog franchise. Uh, that that has occurred. 
<laughs> that has actually occurred. Okay, I, I I just wanted to I just I just wanted to check. I don't I I I, I that, that has nothing to do with anything. But what's beautiful is we don't agree. need a reason. We didn't time it to the theatrical release of Sonic the Hedgehog, an Oscar contender next year. We didn't need to do that. We just wanted to, you know. Um, is is there uh, because I think memes are really nice. I think I'm a huge um, 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 antagonist in this respect in that like I am, I don't know if you can tell this about me, but I'm very needy. And so I'll usually text friends when I need something, even if it is conversation. And if it sounds like it's a horrible idea to be friends with me, yes, I- I'm actively working on this because like, I, and, and I haven't for the last like two or three years because it's like, well, I cannot to start a conversation with venting that will never, that will never like, even with texting being, you know, allowing that to happen, that will never be satisfying. Um, so yeah, I think memes are a good way to do this. Are there any other ways to start a conversation? This is asking from an adult. <laughs> oh, I think like just arbitrary icebreaker questions that feel like nonsense are, are good ways or, or just take mm. uh, sh- uh, sharing a picture of something you did that day or something that was strange. Mm. Or you know what? Sharing a smile. Take a picture of yourself smiling and then say, hey, thinking about you, and I got to smile while I'm doing it. And then, sorry, wrong number. <laughs> say, I love you, Bethany. I'm not Bethany. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, that's great advice, and I can speak from personal experience. I've probably, probably consciously, if I'm being honest, have cut out uh, a chunk of friendships that could have stayed intact had I sent a meme or a a checking Mm -hmm. in text. Um, But I don't know. I think I kind of actively was like, no, I just want to have like two or three friends, period. I I do think that that is such a a benefit. And and someone did that, uh, like a, a close high school friend did that last night, like just texted me and someone else like, Hey, we should do a, a FaceTime. I haven't seen, I haven't talked to you guys in months. And, uh, I think stuff like that is, is great. I mean, like you were saying, Kevin too, like FaceTime is so personal, like too, like just being able to see their face and their facial expressions and how they're reacting to you is like the closest thing we can get right now to human interaction. Mm-hmm. But if you don't want it to be that intense, like I think icebreakers or memes and stuff are, a great uh like softer entrance into that and i you song i definitely relate to like i was doing that the other day with a friend um just like unloading some stress that in the back of my head was like i definitely could not do this to someone who i haven't talked to in even a few months like would yeah. feel uh kind of clunky so it's good i kind of have like it categorized in my head of like these are my vent friends, and and both of you have uh, been recipients of that. Um, and then these are my like polite meme friends. <laughs> Wait, what was the first category again? Vent. Vent. Yeah. Well, see, I think I mean, and and use your judgment, but I think more people are down for more depth than we often give them credit for. And I think it's almost like a game mm-hmm. of chicken. And and this was true even pre everything right now, but just like living in LA, I think everyone's down for like pressing in a little bit deeper. I like I've really I've it's happened, but I very rarely 
I think gotten signals of like, mm, I don't want to keep talking to, you know, or like, or, or like talking to someone like you were saying, Kevin, that mm -hmm. you haven't talked to in a couple months. And then you initiate something that would be more apropos, someone that you like talk to weekly or daily and them not responding well. It's usually like, oh gosh, cool. And like, I've really, yeah. I've really tried to make it an important value to me to be pursuant of friends and not assume, especially cause like even geographically, I live out in Pasadena, which is a little bit further east of everything else in Los Angeles. And I'm truly the furthest east in Pasadena, which is already very far east that I wanna be. So most of mm -hmm. my friends, like I have a lot of friends in Pasadena, but a lot of them are Glendale, Eagle Rock, Los Feliz, Hollywood, West Hollywood, Burbank, the Valley. Like, so I've just kind of made it a value in my head. I don't think anyone's gonna come to me. If they do, it's wonderful. And I, and I don't take that for granted, but I've tried to put it in my head. <laughs> geographically geographically but then holistically i will be the pursuant one and i won't get feelings hurt if i'm the always the one initiating or i'm always the one texting first or i'm the the one blah 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 and i feel like i've been trying to develop a security to make it okay and not keep score of that sort of thing when it comes to friendships because if you can abdicate yourself mm -hmm. of that then i feel like it really opens you up to like oh you just like you can just receive in in that equation, you know? Yeah. I do hope it, it, that's one of the few positive things that does come out of the lockdown is it seems obviously now like completely social socially acceptable to FaceTime and Zoom with people in a way that it kind of would, would feel more like, why are we, so why are we doing this? Uh, even with someone like if you're on opposite sides of LA or the country or wherever, even if you're in the, same area um and so i do hope that like after the lockdown that that becomes a more like yeah we could just zoom too and like chat for like 20 minutes on there in a way that like in tw even a few months ago would feel kind of like oh we should get drinks uh you're on this side i'm on this side so let's just not see each other for two years um yes so totally. it, i i do hope yeah. that this kind of opens up a new way for people to connect that they yeah. typically have not fully embraced unless it's like, you know, oh, you're like, it's like hyper specific circumstances of like, how's your vacation and wherever? Okay. Let's FaceTime for a minute and show me the, what or the do my podcast. Like. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Which is surely like, you know, and yeah. I've talked to other people of whom this is true. It is like, that is a huge social pretense in LA. Of like, I just want to mm -hmm. hang out with you. You want to do my podcast? <laughs> like, I want to spend time yeah. with you. It's it's a terrific excuse. There's this higher infrastructure that you can appeal to. Like, don't worry, I'm not being vulnerable. It's about the show. The show needs that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It definitely creates an excuse for you to like connect with people in a way and have like a much more straightforward conversation, more like heart to heart conversation in a way that would f you'd probably call out if you were doing that like over a beer with mm -hmm. someone like wow we're having a pretty heavy conversation yeah yeah and there's an expectation yeah. here i know i love it that's mm -hmm. why i love it i think that like uh, uh for kevin you and i as co-hosts it has provided such a large blanket of security that you know it almost feels unfair <laughs> you know what i mm -hmm. mean like we're gonna talk every week it just it truly like the the podcasting um relationship in itself is 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 a weird like like tangent to everything else 
So, yeah. Yeah. And, and speaking uh, of that, I wanted to say this earlier. I think, Kevin, you're such a inspiring podcaster because you you put so much like effort into into all of the shows that you work on in a way that I think and I'm I like seeing people like discussing that specifically like like on your uh Gabrus Inside Voices episodes people were like saying like Kevin is like an NPR style interviewer that I think we the the comedy scene really should like recognize and I 100% agree with that and oh, that's so nice. have you have have you always kind of approached like were there specific podcasts and it's such like a cliche question but were there podcasts that were like influencing your approach to hosting because I think I you know listeners should really appreciate and understand like when a host is obviously putting time and effort into the show and don't look too closely at maybe don't um but uh, did it switch midway through your like podcasting uh career or was it a thing like on day one you're like i'm going to actively make sure that i'm going into these things like very prepped because it, it shows in the work you know? oh thanks so much man I, I really appreciate you saying that i feel like uh that's really validating to hear too because i think i think from the beginning it it was a priority to be effortful because that's what communicates care and there are like terrific shows where not, no one prepares anything and they show mm -hmm. up and it's great and it's a great experience for the listeners and for the hosts and it's like a good exchange. But for me, there were certain shows where I, I would listen to them and you could just hear thought, foresight in, and intention in everything that people were doing and it mm -hmm. communicating care, it, it to me communicated care for the audience in that where it's like, I'm not taking the audience for granted. I don't think you owe me your listenership and that I deserve mm. it. I think it's something that, you know, I kind of have to earn every every time and every week. And and I'm not going to like just kind of coast and be like, nah, this is fine. Whatever. You dummies will listen to it. Who cares? Like, but it's yeah. something where it's like really just trying to uh, consistently be pursuant in a way of, of, of all that stuff. As far as specific shows, because I mean, yeah, like Gilmore, we always try to put a lot more effort into it than than we even needed to. But I, I, I feel like specific shows i don't know i don't know what the specific shows are that like really inspired me to do better but i feel like there's there's a handful of like pretty empathic hosts that made me yeah. want to because that's the mm -hmm. thing i realized too and especially now where i don't even i don't even know if i do comedy podcast i mean like technically <laughs> the the stuff i do is like Neither it's a comedy podcast yeah. or like that's what it is mm -hmm. on itunes or like or that's primarily the kind of people we're talking to or mm -hmm. that we have like funny things on or in the show but i don't i don't i don't know if that's like my primary role i feel like my primary ho host makes a lot of sorry i interrupted no go, go ahead, ahead. I was going to say host makes a lot of sense because like I saw you, you know, you had Glenn Weldon on uh, from Pop Culture Happy Hour. Right. And and he is like such a great example of uh, like those hosts in particular uh, put so much thought into like you can feel the research going into those episodes. So and, you know, I think like a lot of people like, you know, Paul F. Tompkins and, and uh, like Scott and there's. It, from like the earwolf side and, and lapkus and and even like with with conan who's like new to the podcasting world and 
I know you discussed this already, is a great interviewer. And I think that that stuff really does help. I, I'm just very interested in, in the like, um, it's why I enjoy Inside Voices so much is like kind of breaking down that like, that process is very interesting. Yeah, well, I, I think I think it just goes back to this core need everyone has of of wanting to be seen and wanting to be heard and wanting to be like validated and recognized and wanting to be loved, which sounds so like schmoopy schmaltzy to say, but it really is like any sort of like preparation or style or method or execution. I think to me now, like is, is part of my philosophy leading, leading to that. So getting into like weird specifics about Patreon or, or getting into like the, the balance of like, Oh, it's kind of frustrating if, if your career in acting gets punished for like success in pocket, like all that is just trying to get to a point, especially when there's so much, like there's like this weird haze of like, is podcasting shameful? Is it something that you should like feel like is a joke if it's part of your life? Yeah. I think all of it is just trying to get back. And it's like a story I'm trying to tell myself too, obviously, but it's trying to get back to this thing of like, you are talented and have value and are worthy of being heard and seen for what you are and not for the things that you maybe will accomplish in the future or like you got potential. So let's try to tap some of that potential. But like the way you are right now is good enough and is great. So I feel like all that stuff is just trying to lead to that central thesis. Mm -hmm. I remember, um, I don't know if it's still this, but like, mid-roll and like earwolf there i remember my first or second year they made their motto or something like where you can be a full-time podcaster and i remember even after working in podcasting for like a year and a half at that point i'm like but do people want to do that (laughs) (laughs) yeah but now being like absolutely yeah that's a you know yeah, and of course... It is a viable career path that you can fully love and enjoy. Right, and now the conversation is so charged, too, when it's one of the only mm-hmm. things that can be uninterrupted for people now. There's like a version mm-hmm. of this that people can still do. It's like, it's horrible, but then it's kind of beautiful to like... I don't know. I, I wonder how everyone's relationship with it is going to change when it's like, well, guess what? Kumail can't make movies or TV shows right now, but he can start a show with his wife, you know, and same for like everyone mm-hmm. in, yeah. in, in a similar yeah. position. If that, I, I wonder if it like devalues or or increases the value of all that stuff. If it like kind of whittles things down to their core or not. Uh, I think it increases some parts and decreases others. And we can discuss that after the episode. <laughs> Ooh, okay. <laughs> Um, Kevin. Yeah. Thank you so much. Hey, thanks, buddy. For buddies. doing our show. I think you guys are so funny, and I'm so glad we've become at least acquaintances in podcasting. We've talked to each other twice this week. That's been great. Yeah, it's been awesome. <laughs> and I hope um, we get to be in-person Smash Brothers very soon. Yes. yes. Where can Absolutely. people find you? You can find me at Kevin T. Porter everywhere, and... Uh, I mean, keep those Ellen stories coming, I guess. <laughs> and then you can listen to Good Christian Fun and Inside Voices wherever you get podcasts. Thank you so much. Um, you're the best. We always love talking to you. Oh, thanks, and man. we'll be right back.
We freaking did it. We're getting the hang of this thing. <laughs> um, thank you so much to Kevin T. Porter for being our guest this episode. Uh, what a delight. Kevin rocks. Um, Check out our, we just did him and Caroline's Patreon uh, Sunday service episode. Mm-hmm. And we talked a lot about our mental health during the lockdown. And we had a lot of fun talking video games. Yeah. And Kevin had a lot of great suggestions a lot of great wrecks and we had a lot of fun talking trying to convince caroline to uh what to play after animal crossing yeah um can i, I say something one sorry go ahead you song no i i just reveal that i argue a lot with 12 year olds on <laughs> and i i tell you some dark stuff <laughs> it's a fun episode um i discovered yesterday and you might already know this did you know that there are people doing like late night shows on Animal Crossing where they play a like what? David David Letterman type and they're like my next guest and it's all filmed kind of like behind the quote unquote camera so you see like the lighting crew and stuff oh, and the sound my people God. and it's literally oh. set up like a late night show and people walk over to the couch and the one that I watched yesterday was with Felicia Day and she couldn't get onto the couch. <laughs> <laughs> So the other guest had to get off the couch so that she could get on, and then the, both of them were able to sit on the couch. Oh my god, that's amazing. I really need to watch that. That sounds so fucking cool. Um, that was so cool. Um, speaking of cool, you know, it's cool learning. Uh, yeah. Uh, here are some of the lessons that we've learned this past week in our segment called Lessons Learned. Hey, uh, uh, I'm not being repetitive, you're being repetitive. <laughs> Uh, Kevin, would you like to go first? This one is for anyone in a relationship or thinks they're ready to be in a relationship. Do not, and I repeat, do not mix up the color of the frame of your partner's glasses with his or her or their or whatever their preferred pronoun is, eye color. Now, those are two different things. I know it could seem similar that their glasses frames is their eye color. Now, in fact, that is not true. They are two different colors. Now, if this gets brought up, maybe spur of the moment on a podcast and you hear your partner mumbling things under their breath as they leave, just remember two different colors, two different colors. Uh, Okay, well... Can I just argue in our favor? Um, I I truly think that you and I are the type of people. I'm not. I'm not. Just, I'm, I might be digging the hole deeper, but like, it's a relatively superficial thing where I'm pretty sure you're more like aware of your partner's like emotional history. Yes. Mo- way more infinitely than like you know, uh, birthmarks. Like after you left the twitch stream last night leah revealed that she does have a list of things that she's shocked that i don't know <laughs> oh i was there for that oh were you yeah that was yeah. Uh, that was a tough tough experience um <laughs> but yes i would take pride in being uh adept at other things um emotionally and etc to so, be fair i also didn't know a lot of the things that were were mentioned great, however i'm I've burned soup before, so yeah. take that, you know, 
Okay, we have to do your lesson learned because we have 14 minutes before our next interview and I have to spend 13 minutes apologizing. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, my lesson learned is that I had to drop off my PC um, uh, to a PC repair shop. I mean, luckily, it's uh, they're considered essential workers because it's essential that I play video games, I guess. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry if I'm coming off as insensitive. I don't know what my take is here, but... It was so pleasant working with this person and I could still be getting ripped off. I don't know. I don't know the outcome of it yet, but it was just so nice. And they were so just genuinely willing to help. I'm like, okay, right. Humanity is good. On the other side of this, humanity will be good. Or at least a portion of humanity will be good. You know, um, that's my lessons learned. Uh, that's a very uplifting one. Yeah. Sorry to deliver it in an Aaron Sorkin-esque tone. If you weren't ready for that. Um, and we uh, are the newsroom of podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, this is uh, Dramatic Irony signing out. <laughs> we'll, we'll see you next week. Stay home. Stay home. <sighs> wow. Uh, Kevin, I'm what so sorry episode. that you had to pretend like you didn't know uh, Leah's icon for that episode. Yeah, that was, such a, that was such a meta joke that I did. That, <laughs> right, and that it's everyone crazy will that understand. It's wild that Leah knew her lines. Like I didn't expect her to memorize yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, she a... actually was pretty mem- uh, memorized. It was really yeah. impressive. Um, but uh, yeah, let me just read some of the text messages from our chain. One, thank uh, you know, obviously this is a joke, and two, the yeah. really important text message. Mm-hmm. Secret, secret ending. Secret ending. Secret ending. Secret hey, thank you for supporting us on Anchor.fm. If you are, we really appreciate it. KDW, and I have one here that says Freeman that I wrote a few weeks ago. And uh, mm-hmm. thank you both. You're both so sweet, and we love you, and we appreciate you. And yeah. um, we'll see everyone next week. Stay home. Mm-hmm. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Mm-hmm. And I'm and I love you so much, Leah. <laughs> All right, see you next week. Bye. Bye.